Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This week on the Blue Crew, I am honored to welcome on my dear friend, the editor-in-chief of the fourth period, a host and analyst for Sirius XM NHL Radio, and an NHL insider. But like I said before, more importantly, hold on, hold on, my close second. friend. And Wrong. there's something happening right now behind him. Wrong. Yeah. We got phone, phone changing hands. It's the wrong stuff. It's perfect. I love it when it's live. But we're not editing at all. We're keeping it in here. Welcome to the show, David Pagnota. <laughs> David, so good to have you. And I should say before Cody jumps in, Cody told me he'd be on about 15 minutes ago, and he's still not here. So we're starting without him, and uh, I'm sure we'll hear from him in a bit. That's okay. Hey, great start. The phone interchanging <laughs> and everything. It's a perfect way to kick this off, right? Yeah, we don't hide anything here. This is as natural and genuine Beauty. as it can be. Cody said he's logging in now. But <laughs> let's go into the topic that everyone's talking about right now, this Jacob Truba slash to the head on Trent Frederick yesterday. Yeah. But I kind of want to preface it in the way that you know I was at the game. I didn't see it happen live. No one talked about it after it happened live. It was right. like right in the beginning of the second period after the pastor not goal, I think like 18 minutes ago. Um, your initial thoughts on seeing that clip and the result of the $5,000 fine. Well, when I first saw it, I was like, whoa, uh, what's going on there? Like, that's probably, <laughs> it's probably not good. Probably don't want to do that. Um, but then, you know, you start to see the replays and you catch some of the other angles. And then it's like, you know, you kind of change your mindset a little bit um, as, as we get things going here. Uh, so, like, I, I probably would have gone a little harder than a five five k fine. I know people are some people are crying for like a ten game, twenty five game. I don't think it was like that. He was holding a stick a little bit. You know, kind of. It looked to me like when Truba actually made contact, he was kind of like, "Oh, oops, that's that's not good." Um, so, I don't think intent was there in terms of like trying to cut the guy's head off. Um, but you still have to be responsible for your stick. I, I would have given him a game or two, mm-hmm. but whatever. It, it, you know. Cody, before you hopped on, David said the Rangers are going to go after Stamkos. So, um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure Avery will love that. What's up? <laughs> yeah, we're recording. This is live. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Been a night. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Cody. Let's get first of all, Cody, David, David, Cody. Happy to introduce you guys. Uh, but let's get your thoughts, Cody, on the Truba play. We kind of just got David's opinion on it. I'll share mine after. What were your, What was your initial take on it? On, on the hit? On the slash to the head, the baseball bat swing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's so it's so tough. I mean, I know he got fined the 5K. Um, you know, I, I could see both sides. Like, obviously, I'm a little biased, but like, I'm not against yeah. him. I'm not against him getting <laughs> fined on that. Like, it's it's yeah. fine. I, I think I think they actually probably deep down got that one right. Um, you think you know, they got it right? I mean, <laughs> I 
You said biases aside, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, to find him, I'm saying to find him. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's my thought. Uh, it's very inconsistent right now with the fines, the suspensions, and all that. Like last year, Keandre Miller got four games for accidentally spitting on Drew Doughty. Like you know, I, I think yeah. uh, that's that a crazy. little bit much. Like Jacob Truba, say what you want about the play, he hits Frederick in the head with his stick. Like accidental or not, you got to control your stick as a hockey player. Like that's like the number one thing. Yeah. Uh, do I think it was on purpose? No. You know, I, I tweeted it last night. I've tried to whack guys in the back of the leg like that a thousand times in my life. Um, and sometimes when you do have a hand on you, it's, you know, your stick's going to come up. But again, that's Truba's responsibility to make sure it doesn't mm-hmm. come up. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they suspended him five games. I think the $5,000 fine was very kind of the player safety to give him that. Uh, I really thought it would be one game after I saw it. But again, there was no comment from Frederick. No comment from the Bruins. They could have reviewed that after it happened, no? Yeah. Yeah. But but Johnny, that's what I was saying they got right. I was saying they got right by fining him. As opposed to doing nothing? <laughs> would, yeah. would you have so, – yeah. so so you wouldn't suspend him. You wouldn't give him like a game or two. No, I, I, I think I think I, I think they can give him a game and it's fine. I mean, five <laughs> games is crazy. I don't know why you're laughing at me. Because you crack me up. I love you. Dude. I think I mean I think five games would be crazy. I mean, there's been there's been crazier things to happen yeah. in the league and yeah. and the biggest thing is the refs are so inconsistent this year across the board. I mean, I, I think I, I don't have, have there been any other instances where, where guys have gotten suspended so far? Uh, it was one, right? There was one player got suspended. A couple Charlie times. McAvoy, four games right. on uh, Albrecht and Larson. Right. So, I, I mean. There have been a couple. Like, um, Arthur Kaliev got suspended uh, two preseason games and two regular really? season games. Yeah. For what? At, at the start of the season. I don't remember what it was for, but mm-hmm. um, I think he got the rest. He got two preseason and two regular season games for oh, wow. for the Kings. I don't remember what he did. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what happened yesterday, but. Like, I th- I think with with this one, because I, like I agree with you, you have to be responsible for your stick. We mentioned it before. So a one two gamer is like okay, mm-hmm. we're, we we got to give you something here. We know it's yeah. not on purpose, but you have to be responsible for. It. We can't just let everybody get away with it. Instead, they went the the slap on the wrist with the five five k. So. You know, okay, he doesn't get dinner tonight. Big deal. <laughs> right. He probably will still get dinner. Pretty good one. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. But they, <laughs> are, 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 they're still going to review it, though, no? Like, aren't they still going to review it? It's done. It's, it's, it's done. done? It's cooked? Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So so then, yeah. So then biased. I mean, they they probably got it wrong. They should have defended him <laughs> in a few games. Um, yeah, I, I just I just woke up. Rough night, boys. Um, <laughs> You're good. Uh, just just to give the, the listeners the setting, it's 2 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, dude, I was up from two to five a.m. It was you're a legend, crazy. A legend. Um, yeah, you know, changing diapers and uh-huh. all, all the. He's a new. Stuff. He's a new uh, new dad, David. Oh, okay, there you go. Oh, I thought you were like painting the town a little bit. No, no you, been, just, no, no, no. you couldn't I, sleep. Okay, I, I, got I heard you. people painting the town from from outside though while I was changing those diapers. So <laughs> you certainly worded it that way, as if you like had the best night ever last night. The worst night ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. couldn't night could not have been worse. Um, Hopefully a good night tonight, though. Um, so, Dave, I know we just met, but <laughs> yep. you know, I I don't know what Johnny's asked you so far, and just the true thing could have been okay. too much. Just, but, yeah, just the true, yeah. But I did want to start and just you know, I've been following you for a little bit. Love your stuff. Um, you know what? What's your favorite Thank part you. about your job, and and how do you really get into hockey? Um, you know, and how 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 to become kind of your uh, choice of passion. Well, I always love the sport. Um, 
from from like day one. I grew up in Montreal. Was born there, um, but I wasn't really allowed to play <laughs> play hockey. Um, Italian family and and whatnot, and they're like, yeah, you're not playing football. You're not playing hockey. Go play soccer, and that's it. Um, all my buddies played hockey, uh, so it, for me, it was my passion. I, I ended up playing baseball. Got got away from soccer. Same and. Um, was was really good at that. And then, you know, the whole cliche, you got injured and that's the end of that. So that's kind of what happened to me. Um, but all my boys played hockey. A couple guys are still playing right now. And um, that that's kind of how I got into it. I started the fourth period as an escape to get away from ball a little bit. Because um, that, that was a bit of a tough little, little stretch for me. And then it just kept growing. I, my buddies would tell me what's going on with their teams. I'd be calling teams up and asking for you know, interview requests and things like that. And the deep voice helped when you're like 18 and whatnot. <laughs> and my, they're leaving messages on my, on my answering machine. My mom's on the answering machine and whatnot. And they're like, Oh, I talked to you. I left a message with your wife. I was like, oh, don't ever say that, please. <laughs> um, and <laughs> call guys back in interviews, started covering a few things like the NHL awards team Canada's camp. Um, Cause when I moved to Toronto, they were, they were practicing team Canada would always have their juniors camp at York university, which was close to me. So mm-hmm. just kind of rolled into it that way and just backdoored it. And was like, screw this. I'm, I'm getting in. I love this sport. I'm just going to push my way through. I actually want to follow up on that question, Cody, if I, if I may. Yeah. I, yeah. You may. I, j- I was just going to ask. I also, <laughs> I also have, uh, you know, a, a really good buddy who's got, he's, he's pretty slick with words. He's like not the smartest, but he's looking for a job. Like, would you consider hiring him? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, that, that's a, that's a top notch recommendation right there. Yeah, pretty good. Um, it's yeah, Johnny. we can talk about that. Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. yeah, that's, that's that kid. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I've seen some of his work. What I was going to say, David, do you remember like your first, uh, like news that you broke? Hmm. Uh, yeah, actually. Um, one of the, one of the first, I don't know. It wasn't the first one that I really, that we really broke, but at the time, um, I think it was the Rangers, I believe. This was long. This was like early um, 2004 or something like that. Oh, how'd you even break news then? Like pre-Twitter? How'd that even work? Um, we, we had it up Did on the carrier? site. and what? Yeah. Pigeon MSN carrier? Messenger. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we, we had it up on the site. And the Rangers were um, supposed to sign Tony Amante. Mm. And... I think it was Tony Monte, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. And then they were trying to trade Peter Nedved at the time. There was this whole thing. We pissed the team off, and they were upset that the information got leaked, the Monte side. And then, I mean, like news outlets in New York and television stations were picking this up. It was a whole overnight thing. And then it, it didn't end up happening. But then we – so I got kind of shit on for that. Um, <laughs> so you didn't and, break news. <laughs> so, but then, but then Amante signed with Arizona, and, we, and I managed to pull that one off. So that was kind of like the first where I was like, oh, I'm – I don't know how I'm getting too in deep in this or if, mm-hmm. if I'm cut out for this kind of stuff or, or whatnot. And then as fourth period grew, we were doing a lot on the lifestyle angle and, and the lifestyle side. Um, that's where we started the magazine, which is all lifestyle driven and just getting to know these guys, take the helmets off, highlight them. And we started throwing events. We do a, a gifting suite for the players every all-star weekend and, and every NHL awards we throw player parties at those events, all kinds of different things. And that's kind of how between my buddies that would introduce me to their teammates and whatnot and just build relationships that way, mm. I started to get more and more kind of information and, and sources and, and things like that that would then dive into team 
uh, team contacts and, and, and management guys and agents and everybody. Yeah. Um, and that just kind of led to more and more information kind of coming about. And then, um, we just kind of, kind of kept rolling in, in that regard. I think we were also, I think one of the other ones was the Islanders, um, when they, they axed, um, they had their whole change when they brought in, you know, new coach, new GM, Neil Smith, mm-hmm. and, and like that whole situation. We were first ones to, to put that out. Um, and that lasted like a week and then they changed that up. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, just like small little things like that. And then just stuff kind of just, you know, trickling in and just kind of growing, growing from there and building up those relationships. And, you know, with this kind of stuff, it's all about trust and yeah. you, you break yeah. it once game over. So to add a little bit further into that, like I I've seen the trade deadline many times, obviously from, you know, the fan side and perspective, but I'd love if you can talk me through the chaos of, you know, what does trade deadline day look like um, from the reporting side? And can Mm -hmm. you speak a little bit to, you know, not only how it goes with getting your scoops, but like, what's it like? And, and, you know, the exhilarating thrill of the race to being the first one to try and break the news. Yeah. I mean, you know, being first is cool and and that's great. Yeah. Um, you just want to make sure you get it right. Yeah. Like if, if you're not first and, and whatever, and there's this, you know, you look at it after the fact, you look at all your mentions and whatnot, and you're like, well, that guy was first. You, know, you get comments, well, you were last or you were second, or that you're this guy was first. And this I'm not scouring Twitter and like these other guys aren't on Twitter trying to make sure that we're first. We don't care. You just want to make sure Some the information care. is <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That uh, fair. Some people, some mm-hmm. people care. Most, most guys don't. And yeah. it's really about just getting that info, that info, right. Yeah. Um, the, the, the caring thing is, is at that time of year, like with free agency and with trade deadline, you still want to, it's great to be first, but you want to make sure stuff's right. Like sometimes you get information that you sit on for like two, three days, you know, a guy is getting traded, you know, they've agreed to the parameters of a deal, but it just takes for whatever reason, is it, is it cap related? Is it, even moving related, like mm-hmm. the, the off headline, off ice kind of material that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of hold on it and wait, and then you hope that nobody else finds out. And then you, you kind of put that out and, you know, go from there. Sometimes it's the morning of, and you can't put something out until the evening. So for trade deadline, it's, it's wild. It's changed for me in the last few years. Cause I do on air with NHL network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm, I've got a camera like this live in my face for, whatever, like nine hours as I'm on the phone and doing all kinds of things, you're getting text messages from other like players around the league asking what the hell's going on with my team. Or have you heard anything with this guy or is my buddy getting traded on another team? So you're kind of deciphering that stuff with the actual information that you're getting. And it's a lot. It's, it's, um, it, it can be stressful. It can be a lot because again, you want to make sure that information is correct. So, you know, you get a tip that says, well, this team is making a trade. All right, cool. Well, now we have to dive into it to find out exactly what that info is. What I've gathered from all of that is that you know where Patrick Kane is going. You haven't said it yet. <laughs> uh, I wish. Honestly, I wish. They've done a hell of a job at, uh, at keeping that one quiet in terms of where he's, where he's going. Yeah. Is it Florida? Is it Detroit? Is it Dallas? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm leaning on the Dallas side, and this is just like a gut that's kind of suggesting to me that it, it's going to be there. But, you know, Florida's straight in the mix. Detroit, um, the Islanders were poking again. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. But 
Yeah. And, and to what you were saying before, I mean, has there been a time where you've had a super juicy scoop and just couldn't share it and then somebody beat you to it and you were just like, God, oh, damn yeah. it. Yeah. That it, like, honestly, probably 75% of the stuff that I find out, um, I can't report. Mm. You and, told me about quickie last year in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some, yes, there's some stuff like he was going to New York. So we knew, like, you know, certain things are going there. You can't really report them uh, at certain times because it's not July 1st yet for, for free agent. Like we had, we had Quickie, we had, you know, Ryan Reeves at Toronto, mm -hmm. um, Carson Susie with Van. There were a few others that we had to kind of keep quiet because um, there's no talking period. So obviously nobody ever kind of breaks that rule. Uh, so we, we want to make sure we don't get other people in trouble too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of, you know, it's, it's, you, you get a lot of information and, and you try to hold it as long as you can for stuff that you're allowed to, to kind of put out. Like, you know, we hear about injuries all the time. We hear about, you know, internal drama with teams. We hear about, you know, like one guy had a meeting with a coach and it didn't go well and I want out of there or stuff like that. And then things kind of cool down and everybody's like level headed again. So you hear about all that kind of stuff, you know, buddies of mine that call or we'll have like a, you know, heart to heart conversation, try to, you know, calm them down a little bit. Just, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Just get, keep doing your thing. Like there's all this kind of stuff that you can, you, I could report. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll just blow up my, my friendships and my relationships and yeah. that'll be the end of it. So um, it, you have to make sure you find that right line and you can't cross it or else it's, it's over. And if you, if somebody beats you to it and it's something juicy and you're holding it on for a few hours or a couple of days, you know, whatever. So be it. Yeah. I want to pivot back into the Rangers just a little bit. Unless Cody, you had a fifth. <laughs> no, no, but I have a really good question for you next. So I'll, I'll let John okay. go first. So I can go this time though. Yeah. His is probably terrible, but it's fine. Okay, cool. So, yeah. uh, yesterday's Usually win, are. a lot, of, a lot of the players in the locker room after the game weren't saying it was some big statement win. it's just, you know, kind of them, to themselves that they know what they're capable of uh, mm. as opposed to, you know, the focus being on the opponent, but 15, three and one best team in the NHL right now, 31 points. Do the Rangers own the right to call themselves the beast of the East right now? Where do you see them as far as Eastern conference shakes up? Not the entire league. Yeah, I think they're right there. I mean, it was, a, it was a statement game um, and not just against the Bruins. It was a statement game against the rest of the East. Mm -hmm. Like we, we took care of these guys pretty decently and Jonathan Quick was in that. Like that that's for me, that's the most impressive thing. How they performed with Quickie in that. And this is not a knock on him. It's just mm -hmm. obviously Igor Shesterkin's a hell of a lot better right now, um, at this stage of, of Quick's career. So for him to hold his own, A, that's huge because that's a confidence booster for him and the rest of the your group, knowing that he can go in net and and play well. And you don't have to worry about him. You don't have to kind of back him up. 24 seven when the puck's in your own zone um, or the opposition's, you know, kind of infiltrating your zone. And at the same time, you took care of the Boston Bruins pretty handsomely. Mm -hmm. So that, that for me was, was really impressive. I was on the fence at the start of the season. I'm like, is it going to be Rangers or devils that are going to take this division? Mm -hmm. um, no canes. I no, no, I'm not, really? I'm not, I'm not buying the, the cane situation and how they're performing. I mean, they're, they're hanging in, they're doing okay. I'm with um, you on that. I don't buy, yeah, I don't, I don't buy the longevity of of success for the Canes this season being a Cup finalist. I know some people have picked them mm -hmm. to either win or, or or be, you know, the runners up there. But mm -hmm. 
I, I don't like their, their overall depth and I'm not a big fan of their goaltending in terms of, you know, statement games and, and things like that. So mm-hmm. I had, I had Rangers or, or, or devils. I went the devil's route. Sorry, but, um, most people did. And, and, and it's I I changing. I mean, they're changing my mind right now. Now, great. Like the devils have been hurt and they're finally healthy again. And, you know, Nico's back in Hughes is back in and obviously they had a hell of a game last night, but, the way the Rangers are performing, the depth that they're bringing to the table, one through four, the deep pairing has been solid and goaltending sound. Uh, I think right now, just yeah, they're 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 the beast. And Panarin is just carrying the load um, offensively right now. He keeps this going. You're gonna you're gonna be hearing some MVP discussions with that guy. Well, that's what I was gonna say next. Is Panarin in the discussion for the heart race? Because I know right now, obviously, Vancouver is getting a ton of production from those three guys. I mean, Quinn Hughes right now has a case to be the MVP and the Norris Trophy winner. But also to that yeah. point, Pierre Laviolette in his first year behind the bench. Like I got to imagine he's the Jack Adams, you know, front runner right now. Uh, Montgomery is for me. Uh, really, still, you think back to yeah. back? And and it's only happened once. I think it was in the seventies, um, where. We, we've had back-to-back Jack Adams winners. The reason for me it's Montgomery right now still, um, everybody expected the Bruins to take yeah. a huge fallback. Mm-hmm. Like no Bergeron, no Krejci. A couple other changes were made. They brought in some complimentary pieces and kind of bargain deals like JVR on one mil and stuff like that. And for them to continue to play this well without your top two centermen and then having to slot mm-hmm. those guys in, the structure and the system of that team I have him right now as as number one on the list for me in terms of Jack Adams, but Laviolette's right there too, um, with how with what he's implemented to this group. And look, this team, you know, talking to a few of these guys, especially in the summer, like that chip on their shoulder after that Devils loss is huge. Yeah, and it's still there, and that is great motivation for this, for any professional athlete, but for this group, for that's for the most part still intact from last season. To have that and to be like, well, like I like their messaging. It wasn't a statement game. We want to do this for us. We believe in mm-hmm. ourselves. We feel we can, we have another level to hit. That's, that's dangerous. If you're, you know, an opponent looking at this group going, okay, there, there's a lot more in the cupboard here with, with this group and, and yeah. Panarin kind of carrying that load offensively. He's going to keep getting better this year. I mean, Keandre Miller had the best quote yesterday in the post game. He said, "We're not even playing our best hockey right now, which is scary and fun to say at the same time." Yeah, yeah, yeah which is great. Point. Yeah, because it's genuine, and it, the the best part about that I've noticed over the over the years with 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 top echelon teams, they are having fun when they're winning, mm-hmm. and it's contagious. You want to keep that going. Um, to have that pulled off already, that message already in like the first. Was it 19, 19 games, 20 games, whatever they played? Yeah. That's a really, really good sign if you're a Ranger fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Cody, your turn. Ask your best question. Okay. So <laughs> there's been a lot of swirling around the rumor mill that McDavid is growing impatient and unhappy with the situation in Edmonton um, mm-hmm. based on you know how they've started this season and obviously have not won a cup since he's been there. So – one, is there any truth to that that you've heard about? And two, what do you think it would take a GM to actually pull off, you know, a trade like that? And obviously, selfishly, I have to ask specifically, <laughs> what what do you think it would cost Chris Drury to complete a blockbuster move like that? It's never happening. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, yeah, well, he's obviously I mean, yes, he's frustrated. 
There's, there's no question. Everybody in that room is, is yeah. frustrated. Everybody in that building is frustrated. Um, they're not going to trade him. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> not now. It's, it would take, I don't even know. I, I'd have to look at the roster and, and it would be something that every fan would go, not a chance, never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not enough. Like you're not trading Capo Caco as your main piece to get, <laughs> you know, McDavid. So yeah. it, it's going to take a hell of a big, uh, like a, just a stupid return for, for the Oilers to even consider it. Um, the guy I look at on this team that I question the most about his longevity in, in Edmonton is Leon Dreisaitl. Mm. couple of years left. He's got a no trade as part of his no movement clause. Some nights he looks like he does not give one crap um, what's going on out there. The frustration for him is – it's huge. Yeah. Um, but those guys, yeah, they're frustrated. And they should be frustrated. They should be pissed off. Is yeah. you have the two best players, arguably the two best players in the world, and you can't find the right mix to to gel with this group. You're bargain hunting, and all due respect to these guys, but you're bargain hunting, and you're hoping that Connor Brown is going to be the guy that's going to score thirty goals for this team. No, R and H too. I mean, he's been popping off. He had a great year last year. Yeah, over a hundred points, first time in his career, and and I mean, he's frustrated too. Like all of these guys. The problem is, I'm frustrated. You know, I bet I'm outside. Never. Yeah, like I want this team to do well. I want to see these guys doing well. Yeah. Um, but when you mismanage your cap and you give, I mean, no, I look. I didn't think Jack Campbell was going to fall off the way he did. I didn't think right. he was going to be that great. But I, I didn't think he was going to fall off like this. You give him four and a half million. You give Darnell Nurse nine point two five. You're handcuffing yourself, and then you give everybody and their dog in the top six a no movement clause. Like you limit your ability to make moves. I understand there's you know some discussion that everybody other than McDavid and Drysaddle are available. Well, that's cool. You think Evander Kane wants to go to you know wherever some bottom feeder team, or you know Nuge wants to go to whatever. You know, that doesn't matter. Like they, yeah. they, they're handcuffed in what they're in what they're capable of doing. Um, I don't think Kenny Holland will be back as general manager of this club next season. Depending on how they perform, will ultimately dictate what they end up doing. There's already reports now of looking at different GMs and stuff like that. That's kind of been the process from from the start of the season in terms of next steps for this group. Once they brought in Jeff Jackson as president, but now McDavid's not going anywhere yet. But um, they need to fix this mess. And like this team needs to get the 500 by the end of the calendar year. And that's like, they have to go, I think nine. Yeah. They have to two and something like, I don't see this team suddenly just changing course mm-hmm. and getting that hot at this stage, but it's, it's a hell of a tough hill to climb right now. When you dig yourself a hole, like, like ask the Canucks the last two years, they started off horribly. Mm-hmm. They finished the season strong but you couldn't dig yourself out of that hole. That's what the uh, the Oilers are finding themselves in right now. What a stupid fucking question, Cody. That that question <laughs> rocked, dude. <laughs> well, so I get, look, I get it. Like, but <laughs> you want me to pull up? Oh, well, let me pull up the roster, and I'll just give you a quick idea of without looking at numbers or any of that crap. That's David's way of just saying it's going to happen, but I just can't tell you yet. <laughs> uh, let's see. He's let's see. Roster wise. Months, roster wise. Okay, you're looking at you're looking at 
man, I don't even know how you're going to pull this off. It probably starts with Panarin. So automatically fans yeah. are going to lose it and say no. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to package it up, Fox, you're probably looking at, and, and exactly like, yeah, yeah, no, people are going to lose it right there. You're looking at like Fox and Lafreniere plus mm-hmm. in, in terms either. of a larger deal. And that's not going to happen. If I'm the Oilers, why would I do anything less? Yeah, no, no reason to. Yep. Um, but you mentioned his name and, you know, kind of speaking of handcuffed, we get, so we do listener questions every week and I'm actually going to like take one or two at the end to ask you from listeners. Yeah, yeah. But literally every week it's, what are the Rangers going to do if Capo Caco doesn't start producing? Can they trade him? So who better to ask than you if Capo Caco is, really still you know, next question. That's I, sent, question? I sent Johnny my questions <laughs> and he fucking copied that. Class. About trading him? It's fine. It's fine. It's no, fine. no, go. go. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I know no, I'm right, but just go. Go, go, go. No, no, no. I don't want it. All right. All right. All, you know what? Fuck it. I don't we, want to we answer have the, We have the same exact question. It's literally just if Kako does not pick it up, could he be a shiny toy for other GMs come the trade deadline? And, you know, what could the return look like on someone like that? Obviously, he has a lot of talent. He had a decent year last year. Hasn't lived up to expectations yet. This was supposed to be a yeah. breakout year, and obviously he's in a pretty horrible slump. And, and It's getting know, bad. It's, it's getting I bad. He's that. off to a rough start. So, yeah. you know, would would they have to sell low on him if if they were to look or you know what what could that look like? Yeah, two goals, one assist in nineteen games. Um, ouch. Yeah. Um, but look, th- there's a couple ways of looking at this. One, personally, if it were me, if I'm if I'm Drury, I'm looking at an off season move, not mid season. Because if you're moving Kako, it's probably a pretty significant type of deal, even though he's not been good this year. And the reason I look towards the offseason versus now is with how well this team is doing, you don't want to disrupt too much of the mojo and the flow Mm -hmm. of what's going on with this group. Like, you have to bring in the right pieces. And with how well this team's performing, for me, I'm almost better off benching the kid for the rest of the season. Really? Versus trying to trade him, make uh, an impulse-type move, and you kind of – screw up the flow of your team because the way this team is built right now and the way that they're playing this is this is top four minimum yeah mm-hmm. you know in in the nhl like you're looking at an eastern conference final appearance at worst so <laughs> My man. do i want to do i want to screw that up by potentially making a big move and and it just doesn't click or do i want to wait till the summer where i can where there's more flexibility cap wise um you can potentially make a different type of move to augment the roster a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be a little more impactful. Like if I'm looking at that, if I'm the Rangers, that's my biggest thing. Like I'm here in LA right now and I was at the game last night or yesterday afternoon mm-hmm. against the Habs and just looking at this LA Kings team. They're sick. They're, they're top so to bottom, decor, all three. I don't even know if I want to screw up this team. Like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very, very similar situation. Yeah. And would I be shocked to see the 10 year cup reunion? between the Kings and Rangers right now, I wouldn't. We need to take but care both of, of this time. Both of these teams maybe win more than a game. Yeah. Both of these <laughs> I teams. that game. Yeah. It's miserable. It, it, that was a one nothing one, right? Yeah. 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 And we were down they, 3-0, and I remember, like, having a fit to my dad being like, I'm not fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> I was here in L.A., and I was like, oh, man, the Kings are going to win this one, and the Rangers are going to win game four. It's going to – our travel schedule is going to be brutal. Mm. One of the first world problems, but um, <laughs> like 
for both of these clubs, honestly, like I, I don't know if I want to make a big type of move mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. I, I don't want to disrupt what's going on. If I'm the Rangers and it's Kako and he's not playing well, and I'd rather have somebody slot into the, mm-hmm. say, the fourth line to provide a little more energy, I would almost rather do that right now and just have him sit. I, yeah. I That's why fans are the best. Rangers are in first place in the NHL and every question every week, who should we trade Tarasenko, for? Tarasenko, <laughs> back. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, sorry, John. Just last thing is yeah. to, to follow up on that, right? So the Rangers are getting two big acquisitions back in essentially right. in, in Fox and, and Hedl, which are huge, um, yep. who they haven't had for some weeks now. But given the deadline is eventually going to come, you know, and I agree with you. I don't think they need to make a big type of move. Also, they have no cap. I mean, they're going to have maybe 3 million at the deadline tops. So, right. you know, what kind of move would you make, like, in terms of depth to put them over the top and get them to the cup? Well, and I'm just pulling up the roster right now so I can see their depth charts mm-hmm. um, and how much cap space they, well, kind of have. I'm saying the Rangers are totally out on Kane, right? There's, there's no. Yeah, it's not happening. There's no okay. way. There's no way. No. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I'm looking at this club, and even that, like with how they're playing, like that's what I'm like to bring in somebody. Where are you putting them? Yeah. Right. Right. You know, like I get that Wheeler's. They're they're trying to get him going a little bit and. Cock maybe that's a that's, that's where you're putting yeah. it. Maybe, well, but like I, I'm looking at this group and I'm going, okay. Maybe I want a little more energy for my fourth line. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want somebody that is, but he has to contribute. Like I just don't want a goon to come out here and just that's it. Like I, you, nowadays, that role has changed and it started to evolve. You've got to be able to keep up whether you're playing D on the third pair or you're on the fourth line. You've got to have some kind of asset that you can bring to the table. Yeah. You may be better defensively, and you can drop the mitts. But there's got to be some key here. It's not just about going out there and, you know, just beating the shit out of the opposition all the time. Like, you mm-hmm. can't do that. Like, like, I'm in L.A. right now, so I'm going to use this as a reference. But Andreas Englund, third pair D, strong shutdown defenseman, and just beats the crap out of the, out, out of the other guys, like when they're dropping the mitts. Like, there's no, he's just always on the attack. Yeah. And you play with a different type of confidence there when you've got that. If you have that type of player and, and looking at this group, probably for the fourth line for me on the right side, maybe you sub out Pitlick. Uh, that's that's what I would be looking for. Like now that Lafreniere's woken up and is starting to roll a little bit, and his confidence will continue to to emerge. If anything, if you're looking at top six, maybe on that right side. But again, Heedle comes back and it changes things a little bit for this. Um, for this group, I don't. Again, I don't know if I want to make a big impact type move and mess the mojo and the flow of this of this group, unless something just totally falls into my lap. Mm-hmm. But it's got to work financially, and if right. it doesn't work financially, that means you got to make a bolder type move, and that might screw up the chemistry in the room. Yeah, people right. actually want to see Hedl jump up and take Wheeler's spot on that first line with Nico and Kreider. I've seen a lot of people say, "Try Hedl on the wing. Why not?" Yeah, and and look, you've got that. You've got that. Um, the luxury right now of being, you know, where you're at in the standings, you can, you can pull that off for a few games. Yeah. Like see if it, see if it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, no, me, me either. Um, and that's something too, like the Wheeler experiment has been, you know, it was slow at the start, but it's gotten a little bit better. He was the protagonist. Yep. I thought in the Philly game on Friday, um, you know, had a solid showing at home against Boston, you know, right now the Rangers top to bottom are as strong as anyone without Fox on Hedo, which is huge. And obviously Igor, you know, had that day-to-day stuff, but, uh, I don't know if you caught wind of it, and I said it as a joke before, but um, 
last week, our other co-host who can't be here today, Avery Zaretsky, not like mentioned. What? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, you said not important. Yeah. Uh, um, he mentioned like Steven Stamkos because the Rangers were tied to him, you know, like 10 years ago and about a, a deal that like was done, but didn't go fully through. And Jake Soretsky wrote in, what are the chances of Stamkos going to New York this season? Zero. Yeah. Can you just say, though, like you're hearing that Stamkos has some interest just so we can clip it? <laughs> yeah. sure perfect and then that'll that'll just run the whole and then that'll be up then i can't go to tampa anymore I'll yeah just that three second clip he's gonna yeah, get it perfect. um no like if it, they're gonna figure that out in the off season and and worry about that later on i think they've it was a little awkward at the start of the season because they weren't really relaying that message to him but i think they're gonna figure that out in tampa but mm-hmm. i mean if i'm tampa right now the way i'm playing why the hell would you even consider that yeah yeah no, no chance yeah. Um, sorry, but, but no, no you're, you're kid. Uh, that's just what we do. You know, that's what Ranger fans are. We look for that, you know, older past their prime star that can come in and not do well for us. That's what we love. Exactly. But you did nobody learn the, from the Tarasenko situation. Like people want to I, I actually, I like I Tara. I didn't mind Tara. 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 Yeah. Tara. Senko. No ever, I don't think anyone. Tara. Ever Senko. No, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't mind him. Um, the hell? that's a, that's a new one. Yeah. Just call him Vlad. He I, always make, I just, he calls I just like, make him Mika, like Ziba. No, first of all, it's Zibby, and a lot of people call him Zibby. Cody just makes shit up. Yeah, why not? <laughs> all right, well, that's that's all I've got. Cody, you got anything to, uh, to wrap it up? My or? only other question is, who is your prediction right now at this stage in the season? Uh, biggest name that's traded on, on deadline mm. day or up leading up to deadline day? Um, I'm going Elias Lindholm. That's what I thought. Too. I mean, half the Boston. Flames, but also Elias Lindholm. Um, well, I don't know if they could afford. I mean, it depends. It depends how they kind of make that work financially. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Bruins were they they asked about him in the summer, so I could definitely see them kind of circling back. It was that then the Wheeler thing, and then all of a sudden, uh, sorry, not Wheeler, uh, Shifley, mm-hmm. um, and then all of a sudden Shifley ends up signing and pissing yeah, everybody off. Yeah, they ruined the deadline this year. Those yeah. Two. yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> but probably, I, I think, because I don't think Calgary's, like, they're in that mix, but, and then they've woken up a little bit or at least got their heads out of their asses, but I, I don't know if, um, I don't think they got enough in the tank. So I, I probably the bigger name would be him because mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, they don't want to give him $9 million. Um, So, yeah, trade him, him, Hannafin, see ya. Oh, Tanev probably gone. Um, who's the other guy? Zadorov obviously asked for the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's going to be a lot of movement out of, out of Calgary. He'd probably be right now the biggest name off the top of my head. Um, yeah, most likely, most likely him. Were there rumors before the season that Pedersen was going to be on the move, or did I just make that up? No, I think people were trying to connect dots. Like he hasn't signed his extension yet, yeah. so he obviously wants out, or they obviously want to trade him. And then it was, you know, when he when he kind of revealed that he decided to put negotiations on the back burner, um, and then somebody with the Canucks organization—I don't remember if it was Alvin or uh, Rutherford or or even Francesco, who's Aquilini, one of the owners. Somebody was saying, like, we want to make sure that he wants to be here long term. And if he doesn't want to be here long term, then we've got a decision to make. Like, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like that. So that kind of got blown a little out of proportion. Um, but look, the way he's playing now, if he pops another 100-point season, $12 million, 
yeah, AAV. He's nasty. So I, I like that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a big pill. That's like he's taking home a big bag after, after that one. So mm. Canucks got to make a decision there long term. He's an RFA, so that they, they don't have to panic. Like Toronto's gonna panic with with Nylander, oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah, that's that that'll, that's gonna be a fun situation. All right, David. Well, before we let you go, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, any New York really. trips coming up? Actually, yeah, a couple of weeks. A couple weeks. We're going to Dennis Bernstein and I are heading to Boston Mm -hmm. um, first week of December for U.S. Hall of Fame inductions. Um, One of our really good friends, Dustin Brown, got inducted this year. So we're going to head over there. And then after that, uh, New York for for the weekend. So uh, hit you guys up. We'll be we'll be bouncing around a few a few spots. Going to rip somewhere nowhere. Bring the oh somewhere yeah, absolutely good spot yeah yeah that's that's a great one I usually stay at the Renaissance there easy little <laughs> stumble my way back to the room mm-hmm. um, yeah but that'll that'll be good we have our our you know hot stove program on SiriusXM NHL Network Radio every Saturday from eleven to one Eastern um, so we've been bouncing around different spots and different locations we'll be doing that later on in the season as well our video content on the fourth period will be picking up again pretty soon with some cool segments we push it off because we didn't want to um, unveil a few things too early but. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. All right, Cody, you got anything final to say, or you're on mute? You're muted. Johnny no, put me on neither. child lock. Um, <laughs> uh, I, ju- I just said, uh, great having you, man, and great meeting you. I appreciate it. Likewise, buddy. Thank you. Congrats on uh, not sleeping anymore. Because thank you, can't wait, can't wait. Yeah, it's been it's been a great two months. <laughs> Thanks, David. Appreciate Here it. Here you go. Thanks, boys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.